Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Good morning, everybody. God bless you this morning. Well, happy Sunday and happy Father's Day to every uncle every brother, every father that has had a hand in raising the children of the family. You know, it takes a village, they say, and fathers come in all shapes and sizes, and so do every single man that has been a leader, an example, and a mentor. I wish you a happy Father's Day. My dad is an exceptional human being, and he happens to be my pastor, too. I've had the great privilege of learning what it means to truly be a servant from him. I've grown up watching him roll up his sleeves to unclog toilets and sinks before church and then rolling them back down again to preach a message. He is a quiet leader. He is slow to anger and quick to forgive. He's always made me and Renee feel like a priority. When we were little, on hot summer days, he would walk us to the neighborhood market for some ice cream. You know, those Flintstone push pops will just change your life. They are so good. And he had to walk slowly, and he would, so that we could keep up with our strollers and our dollies, because they needed some ice cream too. And they needed to come along for the great adventure. He taught us the Bible through bedtime stories, and he acted out every part. He loves God more than anything, and because of that, he loves his family and his church family so well. Only God knows all that he does behind the scenes. Praying and fasting for the requests of the church, teaching Bible studies, weekly ministering to the elderly at the old folks' home, preparing for sermons, and staying connected to the people. Heaven is going to hold a great reward for him someday. And until then, I honor you today, Dad. Happy Father's Day. stuff out of the way, we can continue. I had a revelation this week, and I'm going to call up my sister, Melanie. So this, we all know what this is because, hello, COVID. This is hand sanitizer. Um, It's just pretty much pure alcohol, and it'll kill any germs, right? So I'm going to put some on Melanie's hands, if it'll come out. There we go. It's a brand new one, so you got to give it a few pumps. Okay, so Melanie has hand sanitizer all over her hands. Would you guys agree that her hands are now clean? Yes, Yes, right? Okay, high five. (laughs) Are my hands clean now? No. Are her hands still clean? They're dirty, right? Well, Maybe your hands weren't clean enough, so let's do two pumps this time. Work it in real good. Perfect. 
man, I gave you a lot. <laughs> She'll be here for a minute, working in the hand sanitizer. Okay, high five. Are my hands clean? No. Are her hands still clean? No. no. Cleanliness is not transferable. Only uncleanliness is. Thank you, sister. I love you. Cleanliness is not transferable. Only uncleanliness is. Haggai chapter 2, verses 12 through 13 says, If one bear holy flesh in the skirt of his garment, and with his skirt do touch bread, or pottage, or wine, or oil, or any meat, shall it be holy? And the priest answered and said, No. Verse 13 goes on to say, Then said Haggai, If one that is unclean by a dead body touch any of these, shall it be unclean? And the priest answered and said, It shall be unclean. So in the same way that cleanliness is not transferable, holiness is not transferable. I learned that this week. I, it's sort of one of those things that like it, on paper it makes sense, but do we ever really stop to think about it? Holiness or cleanliness is not communicable or transferable, but unholiness or uncleanliness is. So what is holiness? Holiness is that which is separated in service to the Most High God. Holiness is a separator. Now, let me be clear. I am not saying that Christianity is this elite club of the chosen few. No, Jesus broke bread with sinners. He showed love to people that others had written off and deemed unlovable. He reached for those that nobody wanted to to teach us how to reach for others. I'm not talking about that. When applied to human beings, holiness is a purity of heart. It's sanctified affections. It's moral goodness, but not perfect, right? Because we know that there's only one perfect, and his name is Jesus. Amen. So holiness is a heart issue. Mm -hmm. And we are called to be salt and light in the world. That God tells us in Matthew chapter 5, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father that is in heaven. Salt is one of the oldest natural substances on the face of the earth. And historically, it's been used to purify and it's been used to cleanse. And I put it all over my chips and salsa, and it just adds extra flavor, right? <laughs> but salt wasn't really, you know, originally for my chips and salsa, because it needs it. I'm just like, you know, like it's a snowstorm in there. But anyway, so salt purifies us. Holiness separates us, and it's meant to point others towards our Heavenly Father, Anyone looking on in your life, it's to point up to him. But if we walk like, talk like, live like, look like, and behave like everyone else, are we really salt? Are we really light? Now, why would cleanliness or holiness not be transferable, but uncleanliness and unholiness is? Remember, 
when I high-fived Melanie's clean hands, my hands didn't get clean. All that happened was her clean hands now became dirty. The reason for that is sin is like a disease. And it can spread from person to person, infecting homes with pain, devastation, and regret. And here's the deal. Satan could care less about you or your family. He just wants his evil work to be accomplished. So like uncleanliness, sin can be passed from person to person. But check this out. Holiness and cleanliness are not transferable. It cannot be passed from person to person. Melanie's clean hands couldn't make my hands clean. Your dad being pure of heart and a follower of Christ won't get you into heaven. Holiness is not transferable. Why? Because God wants a personal relationship with you. Right. See, Satan will use anybody. And if, if someone can help spread sin, he's good. He, has, he doesn't want anything to do with you. He doesn't want anything to do with your family. But God, the reason why we can't just, Melanie can't just lay hands on me and I'm clean is because holiness doesn't come person to person. Holiness comes directly from God. Right. Yeah. Amen. How amazing is that? God desires a personal relationship with each and every one of us. And what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. God calls us to be holy. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 14 through 16. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves or conforming yourselves according to the former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. And 16 says, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. God is calling us to be holy. Yeah. So how do then, we, now that we understand what holiness is, how do we protect it? 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1 says, Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. So we've got to cleanse ourselves. So all those things that we used to do that we now know better, we shouldn't be doing them anymore. Psalm 119, verse 9 how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. Hebrews 12, 14 says, Follow peace with all men, or look for peace with all men, and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And Psalm 139, 23 through 24 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And verse 24 goes on to say, And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. You know, one of the greatest things that we can do to protect our holiness is to daily, sometimes hourly if we're having an off day, invite God to search our heart and to expose whatever it is that shouldn't be in there so that we can get rid of it. Romans 16, 17 says, Now I beseech you, or now I urge you, brethren, mark them which cause division and offenses that are contrary or that go against the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid them. 
So if you're in the company of someone who says there's not a God, probably not great company for you to be in. Just, you know, like common sense. Thank you. Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. Do all things without murmurings. Another word for murmurings is complaining. Americans are really great at complaining, aren't we? Oh, I've got to get dressed to get my dry cleaning done. Oh, I got to go get my car washed. Oh, well, thank God you have a car and clothes to clean, okay? <laughs> Do all things without complaining and disputing. Verse 15 goes on to say that ye may be blameless and harmless. See, if we're not complaining and if we're not constantly disputing, then we can be blameless before God. The sons of God, call, God calls us without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Everybody else complains. Boy, you don't have to walk but five feet out of those back doors and you'll find someone who's having a bad day and they'll be happy to tell you all about it, right? My mom used to say, people would ask her if she's having a good day, and she'd say, oh, I am, but even if I wasn't, I wouldn't tell you because nobody wants to hear about that anyway. <laughs> and isn't that the truth? Do you make anybody's day better by telling them how bad yours is? No. Go, like, say it in a little box and then close it and don't tell anybody. <laughs> We're better off not having heard it, believe me. You guys remember the story where Jesus had to catch up with his disciples because after a meeting he had gone to pray in Matthew chapter 14. And the disciples, God told them, you guys go ahead and go. And so they got on the boat and they pulled out over the lake. Well, Jesus was out praying and so he had to catch up with them. So God did what God would do and he walked on water to catch up with their boat. Like, I mean, I love it. And so Peter said, they were all kind of scared because they saw this, this person walking on the water and all the disciples were scared at first because they thought maybe this is a ghost, like what's going on here? And Jesus said, it is I. And Peter said, if it's really you, call me out upon the water and let me come walk with you. And so Jesus invited him to come out on the water. Can you imagine? I'd be like, tap dancing, look, I just, you know, not, I'm floating, this is so great. So Jesus calls him upon the water, and as long as Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, he stayed afloat. But the moment that Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, you guys know what happened, he started to sink. When he started to measure the size of the waves and he started to realize like, wait, gravity is a thing and you know, there's really such a thing as a gravitational pull and this is really impossible, he started to sink. Without fail, every single time that we take our eyes off of Jesus, even for a minute, we're gonna slip up. Even for a minute, we're gonna trip up and we will sink just like Peter. We've all heard that expression, if you lie down with the dogs, you'll wake up with fleas, right? That's like an old proverb from, I don't know, 18-something. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that look like in 2020? Well, if you go to bed, 
Turning to media news outlets or social media for answers, you'll most likely wake up still tired, you'll wake up with anxiety, you'll wake up feeling restless, hopeless, fearful, and scared. Psalm chapter 101 verses 3 and 4 says, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know wickedness. Now let me be perfectly clear, everybody. Instagram is my favorite app of all the apps. I love staying connected. I love it. But we have to be so careful what we put before our eyes. I've had friends that I'm connected to sometimes post things, and I'm like, oh, nope, I can't. Okay, you're going through something, but I can't be engaging in that because i got to protect my holiness, right? i got to protect my heart before God, and if I start to feel anxious or if I start to feel stressed out, then that's not something that I should be engaging in. We must protect our holiness. People want to hold on to God's hand and then just tiptoe to do things that they shouldn't. No, God, I want you right here, but I just want to go check out right over there and, and take a good look at that. Why? Amen. We shouldn't be in atmospheres where God himself wouldn't want to walk. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't engage in things that if God was sitting right here, would you still be comfortable doing that? Well, Jessica, they know I'm a Christian, so it's okay, because I'm the Christian here in this room, right? No, no, no. Holiness is not transferable. Sin is. So you being the only Christian at the party, you ain't going to rub off on anybody, honey, but everybody else is going to rub off on you. So, again... Trust me, we've got to be mindful of who we are spending our time around, mindful of the places that we are going, the things that we are doing, how we are spending our precious time, and what we are consuming. And I'm not talking about food, because Lord knows I love food as much as the next guy. What we are consuming, what we are watching, right? Remember, the moment that Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, he started to sink. And people might say, well, how can you be at peace right now with, with everything that's going on? Because I'm looking unto Jesus, right. the author and finisher of our faith. How come you're happy all the time? Because I'm looking unto Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. No, it's all him. Here's the deal. Sin has no power over God's work. Mm -hmm. What God wants to do will always be accomplished. But God didn't create you to be stressed, to be depressed, to be anxious, to be fearful, or to be worried. He always comes through. He's always right on time. So don't measure the, the, the storm that's coming. Don't measure what you think's going to happen on the next school year. Don't measure what you think's going to happen with your job or the height of the waves. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He is for you. He will take care of you. God bless you. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.